The scripture says, all things are of him and through him and to him. To him be the glory. Amen. Do we have a something fit for the king today? For King Jesus? Can we sing? Can we say hallelujah? Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Can I remind you today our battle is not carnal, but mighty in the God to the pulling down of strongholds. I like to do this. I like to reach up and grab those strongholds and pull them down. Our battle is not carnal, but mighty in God to the pulling down of strongholds. The Lord's pulling some things down today. Amen. 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 The Lord's at work in hearts and lives today. Amen. Pastor John, would you come up for just a moment? Some of you may not know Pastor John, but you can put a face with a name. Pastor John and Lena Marquine. They're the pastors of Iglesia de Amigos. They meet at 9.30. Pastor John is leaving bright and early on Tuesday morning going to Ecuador on a mission trip. He's going solo this time, but I'm saying this because if you want to go on a mission trip, he'll probably go again here soon. And you can go with him. But could we just pray? The Lord's house will be called a house of prayer. Amen. Would you just stretch your hands this morning? We just pray for traveling graces for Pastor John. Lord, we pray right now that you keep your hedge of protection round about him. I ask that you release the angels of protection and direction on Pastor John. I pray that he has souls for his hire, that people will be saved, healed, delivered, filled with your Holy Spirit in Ecuador, Lord. We just pray that you bless this effort and this time. For your glory and honor, we pray, believe, and receive in Jesus, Jesus, Jesus' wonderful name. Amen. 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 Thank you for being here this morning. Thank you for giving us this opportunity to speak into your life today. You may be seated. I want to show you a short video. Have you ever seen a deer panting? Let's see if we can... Well, now you can say you've seen a deer panting. I show that because we're going to be reading from Psalms 42. Psalms 42 starts off this way. It says, As a deer pants for the water brooks, so pants my soul for you, O God. I hope we can say that. It's a song that we can sing. As a deer pants after the water brook, so pants my soul, my mind, my will, and emotions after you, O God. It goes on to say in verse 2, it says, My soul thirsts for God. Are you thirsty today? 
Lord says, if you hunger and thirst after, after righteousness, you shall be filled. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before, the God, for, before God? Again, thank you for being here. You appeared before God today in his house of prayer. My tears have been my food day and night while they continually say to me, where is your God? Have you ever been there? You ever been in that place where you felt like all you could do was cry? See, these verses are meant to speak to us and speak through us. It's a song that we sing. And there are people that say, where is your God? There are many people in the world, I believe, saying that today. Let me assure you, God is still here. He's still in control. He's still in charge. And he will show those that ask that question sincerely where he is and those that ask it irreverently. He will show them where he is. He goes on to say, when I remember these things, I pour out my soul within me. For I used to go, back in the day, I used to go with the multitude. I went with them to the house of God with the voices of joy and praise. Do you remember when you could come to the Lord's house singing and rejoicing? It's not always that way. I understand that. Every day is not perfect. Every week's not just joyful. But joy comes from inside, right? Joy of the Lord, the Holy Spirit in us. With the multitude that kept a pilgrim's feast. We're going to study that a little more here in just a minute. Talking about the pilgrim's feast. If you don't know what those are, we're going to help you to understand and know those. It says, why are you cast down, O my soul? Why? And why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. I talked to you last week about crazy praise. Crazy praise is when you praise the Lord when things are at their worst. But you can muster up, you can praise the Lord. Oh my God, my soul is cast down within me. Therefore, I will remember you from the land of Jordan and from the heights of Hermon and from the hill of Nazar. What's basically saying there on the highest top mountain or in the lowest valley, I'll remember the Lord. It goes in verse 7 and says this Deep calls unto deep at the noise of your waterfalls. Anybody familiar with the song Rolling in the Deep by Adele? That girl can move my heart sometimes the way she can sing. The Lord says, it's written, it's recorded, and we can see, sing it. Deep calls unto deep at the noise of your waterfalls. 
All your waves and billows have gone over me. The Lord will command his loving kindness in the daytime. And in the night, in the night, in the night, his song shall yet, his song shall be with me. A prayer to the God of my life. I will say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Anybody been there? Anybody felt like, I think God forgot? I think he was looking on the other side of the world. He wasn't looking over on my side. Why do I go mourning because of the oppression of my enemies? As with the breaking of my bones, my enemies reproach me while they say to me all day long, Where is your God? That's what your enemies say. Where is he? He's wherever our praises are. Right? This is where two or three are gathered. He inhabits the praises of his people. Why are you cast down, O my soul? Why are you cast down? And why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God. For I shall yet praise him. And my help, the help of my countenance and my God. I don't know of any woman that doesn't like to have a radiant face, a countenance. Did you read this with me? It says, For I shall yet praise him, the help of my countenance. It's hard to praise the Lord with a sad face. God encourages us to put a praise on, to praise him. And my God, Proverbs 15, 29 through 33 says this, The Lord is far from the wicked, but he hears the prayers of the righteous. He hears our prayers today. Our righteousness is wrapped up in Jesus. When you've accepted Jesus, you have become righteousness because you wear his righteousness. So when you pray to the Lord, with that righteousness, he hears your prayer. It says, The light of the eyes rejoice the heart, and a good report makes the bones healthy. Or I like to put it this way to catch the kids' attention. It says, A good report card makes the bones healthy. I'm just kidding. It's not in there, but... Anybody been sad about bringing home a good report card? I don't think so. It'll make your parents smile. It says, The ear that hears the rebukes of life will abide among the wise. Can you be corrected today? Can somebody come to you and say, Hey, you might want to reconsider 
maybe those words, those actions, those things that you're contemplating, and not do those? Because when we learn from our rebukes, when we learn from our corrections, we gain wisdom. It says, he who disdains instruction, who who hates to hear any instructions of wisdom, despises his own soul, despises their own mind and their own will and their own emotions when they disdain instructions. I feel like I'm like a lot of people. I don't like to be told what to do. You're going to do this. But I do like for people to show me something, how to do this. Isn't there a difference there? Show me how to do something. I'm kind of a visual learner. I like to see it done, and then I'll try and do it. There's ways that we can talk to people. Not necessarily tell them what to do, show them what to do. And before honor is humility. Everybody likes honor. Everybody likes to be lifted up. I'm glad to have two of my friends over here today, Pat and Teresa. Teresa was one of the very first people that helped us start the church many years ago they told us when we started they said 80 the people 80 percent of the people that are with you when you start will not be there in two years i said no way they did they helped us get started and then they left they moved but it's funny but the lord she's helped another church get started the lord has you in places for certain times i'm honored to have them here today I'm honored to have Octavia here today. Honor comes before and comes with humility. It says, are we really thirsty for God? Are you today? I mean, we can sing this song, we can read this song, and we can say, yes, I, you know, I, I pant after the Lord like a deer pants after a water brook. But really? Can we really honestly say that today? You know what I find a lot of times are when people really seek the Lord, it's when they need a miracle. Before they had need of a miracle, they weren't really, I don't know that they ever really sought the Lord like a deer pants after the water. But I find out when people need a miracle, they'll all of a sudden really seek the Lord. And I don't want to discourage you because God is a miracle-working God. God puts us in places or he allows things to happen sometimes so that we will seek him that way. But you can seek the Lord without having to have a miracle. Because we can seek the Lord like he is our friend. 
I, I would dare say that many of you this afternoon are going to get together with some friends somewhere and you're going to be happy to get together with this group of people, this friends. You're excited to be with some friends. I believe people come to church. Friendship Church, where friends meet. But have we sought the Lord like he's one of our friends? Like we're excited to go see the Lord. Because he's the one that saves us. He's the one that heals us. He's the one that delivers us. Now, are we going to read this song? Are we going to sing this song? Is that the way it is every day? I don't expect you to do that. I hadn't done it. I don't expect you to do it. Every day. You can. Nothing wrong with it. I'm just saying, I encourage you to seek after the Lord like a deer thirsting after the water. You know what's interesting? If you watch the National Geographic or one of those channels, you'll see those gazelles, and they'll run to the water, right? And yet they, their head pops up because there could be a lion nearby or there's an alligator in the water. But they have to have water. They have to have, they can't, you and I cannot survive without water just like a deer can't. And sometimes we have to, in the midst of even super difficult, dangerous situations, we have to put our focus on getting what we need from the Lord. In this scripture, though, it talks about the multitude seeking the Lord, going to the Lord's house, to his place. But it, it specifically talks about a pilgrim feast, if you read it with me there in Psalms 42. But I want to read to you in Exodus 23 where these feasts came from. It says in Exodus chapter 23, beginning with verse number 14, it says, Three times you shall keep a feast to who? To me. This is the Lord instructing Moses. And he says, Three times you shall keep a feast to me in a year. I told him this at the early service, and I had uh, my uncle, Uncle Oscar, Crawford uh, when he was drafted in the army they were signing getting signed up and uh, they were asking each of them what religion are you and he said one of the guys that was with him they said which he said which religion gets the most holidays and he said Jewish people and he said I'm Jewish see three times a year these people that were Jewish, like the Feast of Unleavened Bread, they would get off for a whole week for the Feast of Unleavened Bread. And for the Feast of Tabernacles, eight days. You might just keep that in mind sometime. Three times a year you should keep the Feast of, of the Lord. It goes on to say, you shall keep the Feast of Unleavened Bread. You shall eat unleavened bread seven days. That means bread that doesn't have yeast in it. Bread that does not rise, bread that's flat, that's not puffy. As I commanded you at the time appointed, get this, read it very carefully, at a, a time appointed, another way to say it, an appointed time, 
the Moedim, a pointed time. God has an appointed time for things. For in it you came out of Egypt, none shall appear before me empty. I want you to remember that too. At this appointed time, the Lord doesn't want you showing up empty-handed. At these three times during the year. It says, And at the feast of harvest, the first fruits of your labors, which you have sown in the field, the feast of ingathering at the end of the year, when you have gathered in the fruit of your labors from the field. So you don't remit, forget, the Lord reminds you, three times in a year, all your males shall appear before God. It ends it this way. It says, you shall not offer blood of the sacrifice with uh, unleavened bread, nor shall the fat of the sacrifice in, remain into the morning. Now, <clears throat> this leaven or yeast represents sin. But put it to you plain. The Lord wants you to appear before him at least three times of the year without sin. He wants you to prepare your heart before you go to meet with him. See, the children of Israel were in slavery for 400 years with the Egyptians. How long were you in slavery? How long were you where you couldn't make it a day without drinking or drugging or lying or stealing or cheating? Do you remember those days? The scripture says that such were some of you. Do you know in those people that if their mouth is moving, they're lying? But see, the Lord delivered. He delivered me from... In case you didn't know it or... I used to drink a 12-pack of beer every day, every day. I was a functioning alcoholic. I went to work every day. But when I got off, I drank a 12-pack of beer every day. And then when the weekend came around, then I'd unscrew a bottle. And whatever I could afford, I drank. My dad said, you getting a little courage there? That's the way I took it. Got a little boldness from that bottle. And then I realized that I wasn't drinking from the bottle. The bottle was drinking from me. It was stealing my life. I came home drunk as usual one night. Jimmy was swagger, was preaching on TV. But God, but God, but God, but God can change it. And God delivered me. He brought me out of Egypt. And I didn't have to drink anymore. God wants to deliver you from whatever you may be dealing with. And he sets these feasts up so that you can come and celebrate with him what he has done in your life. First Corinthians says this in verse chapter 5, verse 7 and 8. It says, Therefore purge out the old leaven, the old sin, that you may be a new lump. I find it humorous the Lord called you a lump. 
you acted like it before, I can tell you right now. Uh, since you are truly are unleavened. For indeed Christ, Christ, the anointed one, Christ Jesus, our Passover, was sacrificed or crucified for us. Jesus died for us. He died for you. He died for me. And he died for every person in the entire world. Therefore, let us keep the feast. Christian world does this. We do communion. Communion is a fast food version of the Last Supper, the Lord's Supper. But he says, keep the feast, not with old leaven, nor with leaven of malice. That's where you want to hurt somebody. And wickedness, but with unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. God wants us to. April 15th this year is the appointed time of the Passover Seder. It's a remembrance of the last supper that Jesus had with his disciples. I encourage you to come to the church and participate in that last supper with us. Or you get some friends to come over and we have uh, a website set up, passoverproject.org and you can go and you can print off what to do during that as a ceremony, a celebration, to enjoy that with your family and friends. It's a remembrance of what God did. It's an appointed time. It's a celebration and remembrance of what God did for Israel and what he does in our own hearts and lives. You know, many people, they wear a bracelet and said, what would Jesus do? Well, let me just tell you what Jesus did. Jesus was a Jewish male, and so every year at the appointed time, he went to Jerusalem and he celebrated the Passover. If he did not, he would be breaking God's own law. It's not recorded each time that he went, but we know that he was without spot or wrinkle. We don't become Jewish by doing that. It's simply this. We do something that Jesus did. And I believe that Jesus still does. I believe on heaven on April 15th when the sun goes down. It's the remembrance of when he died for you and for me, for his sins. And he again goes to the Father and he says, Forgive them, Father, for they do not know what they do. Have mercy and grace upon them. Isn't God good to us? Psalms 42 speaks to where we are people are asking you listen they say where is your God he's right here in my heart hey I'm Morgan thanks for listening to this week's message you can find us online at fcfrisco.org or on Facebook Instagram and Twitter we are located in Frisco Texas 
We have services on Sunday at 9.30 and 11 a.m. And you can join us for our Wednesday experience at 6.30 p.m. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. And don't forget to join us next week for another episode.